Oh, by the way, by the way, Scott, oh. Scotty, Blake and I were discussing. Do we, do we want to try to do double or nothing? I mean, yeah, if it's in Vegas, I just want to go back. Guys, I don't think there needs to be a wrestling show. I just want to go back to Vegas listen, real bad. Listen, Scotty, I'm trying to give us an excuse to go back <laughs> that I, we can potentially write off on taxes. Yeah. Okay? Listen, I'm trying to help us. People, the fucking tax man comes. Old um, Bray Wyatt's dad pumps up. IRS. Yeah, IRS pumps up and is like, what is this $100 charge at the cigar bar in... Uh, well, you wrote this off as a business expense? Yes, we were we were doing business. It allowed us to do our podcast good. So welcome to Fight Boys, the weekly podcast about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I'm the real loser of Survivor Series, the Dylan. Oh, he finally woke up! In fact, just an hour ago, Dylan was like, Guys, I woke up, are you ready to do the show? I've got my Survivor Series predictions all lined up. Rey Mysterio's definitely winning, right? Thank you, I needed additional rest because of my depression. I appreciate that. Corey, thanks, Corey. And I am your, ho- and I'm the other host, the Corey Graves of the affair, Scotty Moore. I'm Captain Hot Topic. And I guess I'm fucking nobody, huh? Blake Tanner, you're, how you doing? You're, you're Beth Phoenix. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, okay. Apply. You're a Hall of Famer. You're a Hall of Famer, dude. Oh. Come on, we upgraded you. We totally upgraded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. I'll take that. I'm going to start with the rant that I've been holding on to for two days. Okay. Oh, I thought oh, it was. Yeah. The, I thought it was the it's Ring even... of Honor rant, but this is a completely new rant. No, no, no. We're saving that for we're saving that for heels and faces. Ring <laughs> of Honor is about to be retired to the the heels and faces Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, besides Seth Rollins, WWE, and uh, uh, I will say on the, the babyface end of it, Cody Rhodes has been retired to the babyface Hall of Fame. As have the Kabuki Warriors. Mm-hmm. Which is a damn shame because fucking Oscar got two good mists in this week. And Very good mists, real good mists, <laughs> all of it. Like, did, like literally full three capsules worth on Charlotte yesterday. It was great. Oh, anyway. did you notice how Charlotte was holding her hair back, like in yeah. preparation well, she for learned, it? She learned from the night before. Like, listen, I'm and not gonna blame. Her I that. believe someone yeah. on Twitter described it as an incredible Hulk Bukaki esque spray <laughs> of yeah. green mist two nights in a row. Uh it's it's so. It's so wonderful. Anyway, so Survivor Series happened. Yeah. And let me tell you why I didn't like Survivor Series. It had, objectively, nothing to do with the matches, mainly because I didn't get to watch them. Yeah. Let me tell you why I hated the booking for (laughs) Survivor Series. So there are three brands in WWE. There's Raw, the flagship, been around for, like, at least three decades. There's SmackDown, which has been around for, uh, you know... I think since the late 90s, The Rock, you know, it's yeah. The Rock show. And then there's NXT, which in kayfabe has only been on live television for three months, for, oh no, for a month and a half. Guess which one won the, the, the Survivor Series pay-per-view by a overwhelming margin? <laughs> NXT! NXT! Who? Who? Yeah. Who? So, who? So, so the thing is, the thing that got me most is Io Shirai cut a, uh, cut a promo where she was like, NXT is the main roster. And I was like, no, 
fucking not. It's really not. Guys perform in front of like I've been I've been to full sale. That is the tiniest arena. Fucking impact at Universal filmed in a bigger area than NXT does. Yeah. And you're going to tell me that's the fact that you're going to punk out people with multiple. De- the raw team for Survivor Series had like 60 years worth of in-ring experience. Yeah. Like in WWE alone. That's not counting independent days. Rey Mysterio has been doing this longer than I've been alive. <laughs> and you're going to tell me. That, I'm sorry, he wasn't on the team, but still, like, like there are people on that squad, and you're gonna tell me that five random dudes, some of which have been feuding with each other over the last month, came together. Rhea Ripley almost killed Io Shirai the night before. You're gonna tell me that they work together seamlessly? Yeah. And they're going to beat every single, like, I understand the Raw team. Fucking Asuka decided that she hated Charlotte, which, like, same. But fact, still, wait, hold on. Didn't EO come out with Candace to save Rhea at the end, or was yeah, that someone? Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, she, pulled okay. her, she pulled her sweet springboard, like, missile drop kick, too. Kicked the shit out of Sasha. It was amazing. I'm drafting EO in the next uh, wrestling waifu draft. That's, <laughs> that's my call. All right, if one fine. of you want to take her, that's fine. Kyrie is my backup because evil Kyrie is the best. Yeah. Both good choices. Uh, by the way, so- side note, the bit, the invasion bit before where Eo and Kyrie saw each other and they were just like, oh, you're evil too now? That was fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's yeah, like we no, can be was, best friends again. Yeah, but that was the worst, that was the worst way to go by it because, like, if you had, like Shayna winning the main event, that that was good. That showed they could hang. If you had them win like the tag belt or Roddy, Roddy winning, that's good. Mm-hmm. Having them win everything, that's yeah. bad because there's nowhere for them to go now. You can't you can't build the brand up anymore. You've been like, well, I guess they're the best, and then you're going to see them. People are going to tune in. Congratulations, and you know what they're going mm-hmm. to see. They're going to see all the flaws. They're going to see the green people you have to bring in. Because guess what? It's the developmental territory. It's like if you had ECW win Survivor Series. You see the problem there? Yeah. You see the issue. People people are like, oh, man, I need to tune into ECW. Oh, zombie comes out. What the fuck is this? You've ruined the ability to use use NXT to grow. And I understand that Vince wants to kill AEW in the crib. It's yeah. not going to happen. Numbers have proven it. TNA is still around. You can't fucking kill anybody <laughs> these days. Unless you commit suicide like Ring of Honor, but we'll get to that later. And also, by the way, I love that Impact is so not in the war anymore. Impact is on its own doing its own weird bullshit at this point. Impact yeah, is I mean, like- they pulled a they pulled a they pulled a legitimate freaking Southpaw Regional Wrestling on Axis TV tonight. I didn't get to see it, but that happened. I watched clips of it. It's very fucking good. My dad Tell messaged me-, me and was like, Hey, what the <laughs> fuck is Impact doing? And I'm like, It's amazing, right? You know about this? Yeah. Do you see Sammy Callahan being Jim Cornette? <laughs> best shit ever. Also, before we get off the Survivor Series train, I do want to say I am very grateful it's over. Because now WWE yep. will get back to knowing how to end a match without it being a fucking brawl. Because 
if the the beauty and what I was hoping was going to happen was you were going to have brawls that happen every once in a while, but also you would have these moments of like the Becky Lynch interview where Shayna comes down and sits in front of her and you have this badass back and forth. That's what should have kept happening. Instead, WWE at some point just said, I don't know what we can do. Just send out more people. Send out more people to fight. And my favorite was the brawl that happened on the SmackDown Go Home show because they're building up this Braun Strowman versus Keith Lee confrontation, which is an all right, pretty cool confrontation thing. But Michael Cole, I don't know if the camera was in the way or something. He's not calling it. He's just like, there's, there's, there's chaos happening. Look out. And he was, I think someone was like, we're going off the air. And he goes, look out as if that's going to be the end. And then the show just keeps going in silence. And then you just hear Michael be like, I, um, this chaos is it's still going. It's um it's like, oh shit. Oh fuck, we're um, still on here. Do you want do you know you want to You can hear him checking his watch. Yeah. You, you know what should have happened? So what should have happened is you have one triple threat uh with each of the single people from the triple threat for the tag titles. Mm-hmm. You have like Rowan and Biggie or Kofi and like Bobby Fish. And you have them square off that way. Yeah. Like with each person having a one in their corner. You have a tag, you have a series of tag matches where like Adam Cole and Roddy face like good brothers and like Sammy and Shinsuke. Like you have a series of things where there are interactions, but they're not the matches. You pull a new Japan. Yeah. Where like we, we are fighting, but it's not the real thing. You're not, you're, you're getting the taste. You're getting the, you're getting the sizzle. You get the steak later. There was. <clears throat> nothing at all it was just like i showed up now i'm a big deal and it was just like it meant it meant nothing Mm -hmm. and it still doesn't mean anything like don't get me wrong i have a reason to legitimately boo seth rollins now which is wonderful for mm -hmm. personal cathartic reasons but for the show it's fucking awful also i don't want to see i don't want to watch nxt tomorrow i don't want to hear about nxt tomorrow where they come in and they're all self-aggrandizing about how they're the best and then like they have to go back to the same feuds. It's the weird. It's the weird. I hate Survivor Series. I hate the way Survivor Series is. I hate brand Survivor Series. It's it's the worst thing to happen to Survivor yeah. Series since the gobbledygooker. Yeah, because it's like at this point, that's the only thing Survivor Series is there for. Now you just can't have a fucking team that hates another team. Yeah, it's just always about the brand, baby. Also, I will say I've got two things to say. Number one, I should have known Dylan was gonna rant about this because Survivor Series night, I was editing something, like working on something, and I came back to Facebook Messenger to twenty-eight messages of just Dylan going in on why Survivor Series sucked. Um, it wasn't even so. Like part of it was, it's the worst predictions I've ever done. Like it's the worst WWE has ever fucked. You over. said Rey Mysterio was gonna win, dude. Did you not see the near finish? Did <laughs> not fall for it. Did yeah. you not be like that it was, was a so great moment? good though? It was so good. Yeah. So here's the thing, Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio, by any measure, should have won. That should have been the finish. In any sane company, with any logic at all, that should have been the finish. <laughs> double 619 to double frog splash to two people fucking laying on top of you is the goddamn finish. You put the belt on Rey, it's a feel-good moment. It's Kofi all over again. You have something to ride into Royal Rumble, maybe even WrestleMania. Do you know what happened? Brock kicked out, stood up, won the match, and I fucking hate everything about this company for it. 
But hey, he's U.S. champion now, right? Isn't that what you, he's got a belt? Isn't this cool? Vince, it's not. Yeah, it's he not. celebrated that with his son, which is kind of like being like, I didn't win the Olympics, but I got this decoder ring and this Cracker Jack. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing about that SmackDown brawl is my favorite Michael Cole call of all time. And it's remnant. You know the scene in Anchor. It's not. It's not. It's it's not the one where King almost died of uh, was anal contusions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anal bleeding. Yeah, anal bleeding. So sorry. No, no it is made that way more violent than. <laughs> oh God, King's got the anal contusions again. But yeah, you know the scene in Anchorman where they're all getting ready to fight, and then there's just Brick. Why do you have a hand grenade? I don't know. That's what it was as Team SmackDown comes out to lead the charge. And they're like, Braun Strowman, the monster's coming to do battle. Heath Slater has a kendo stick. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was such like such confusion of why does Heath Slater have a kendo stick? Why is Heath Slater still employed? <laughs> Where's Heath been for a while? It's been a while since he had that, like... Two or three months of being in something that they give TV time to before they forget about him again. He's... Yeah, I like to call it the shorty G spot. Yeah. Oh, that's anyway. Me. That was that was why I hated Survivor Survivor Series. Um, just because, like, because because all of my picks made sense. Even the Mysterio one made sense. See. Dylan, I tried. I tried to say this, and I know where you're coming. from. No, no, from. no. Because like, they they've been making that turn. They've been making that turn. They faked me out. They faked me out hard. They really got you on that. Although- they got me on this one. Oh yeah. Don't worry. They'll get the rest of us at like Roy- like Rumble or Mania, like they do every year. Yeah. Yeah. When they How just- did we? What was it? Was it the first year where we got we each got like only three right at, at Mania out of like twelve? <laughs> Like it was the worst. Like, like we were all sitting there, like, "Fuck, I guess that went wrong." I, well, I, I think worst we did by far. I think it was yeah. the one in New Orleans because that was the one where we were all like, "Roman's winning," and then Brock just murdered Roman Reigns for thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah and then we, I guess that was. The, I think that was the one where we were all going. I was like, I still only got what we were like doing golf scores at one point. <laughs> <laughs> it was like oh. lowest wins. Mm-hmm. Although, by the way. By the by the way, I, I, I do want to fully, I do want to fully institute Scotty's new policy. If if you somehow go go over, we give you five points yeah. because that's more impressive. That's we're setting that. That's the new standard rule. Yeah, if you get zero, you get five points instead. Um, so in uh, addition really to that, quick, a little though, bit uh, of other news that came from this weekend. Really quick though, Dylan, I would like to say thank you on giving me that Roddy pick. <laughs> I, I said it. I said it when that that started. That was the closest match that could have gone like any way because I was like, those are three incredible wrestlers, and I can see the reasoning behind having any one of them win. But uh, <laughs> now I do want to ask, uh, how do you guys feel when WWE's best commentator gets bullied off of Twitter by the new version of Jerry the King Lawler, Corey Graves? Because what the fuck was that shit? I mean, to be fair, so, like, here, here's both sides of it. One, it wasn't that bad on its own of a comment. It was just like, yeah, there were way too many pop culture references. Yeah. On its own, no context, fairly bad. We roast each other worse than that, and we're supposedly friends. (laughs) Um, And, like, (laughs) the problem is, Maro Ronaldo has, like, documented, like, incredibly documented issues with, like, 
like self image, self esteem, and depression. He's yeah. also got BPD. Yeah, yeah. And Corey Graves was like, "No, no, this is fine." Which is, which, like, listen, listen. We all make mistakes. If he had owned up to him, be like, "I shouldn't have said that." That's fine. Corey Graves has this horrible, horrible thing where he doubles down on every bad decision in his life. Yeah, it is morbidly fascinating. From like the whole thing with Carmella to like. What was the what was the thing before this that we hated him for? There was something else. He doubled down on that too. Yeah. This yeah. one where he like calls out Meltzer. I don't think Meltzer was even the original breaker of this story. Well, and my was, favorite yeah. part about it was I did listen to the Wrestling Observer newsletter and they're breaking it down. And during oh. it, Meltzer's like, well, since he has taken down the tweet and Morrow is going to be at NXT on Wednesday and apparently still has a good relationship with W, he's reporting the news. And at one point, Brian Alvarez just goes, uh, he's not taken down the tweet, by the way. It's, it's definitely still up. And, and you can just hear as fucking Meltzer is like, what? Why? (laughs) I heard uh, Meltzer also reported that, like, he got, uh, Corey got some heat, like, backstage for that, because he was... Again? Yeah, yeah, because uh, people were fucking upset of him doing that tomorrow. I was gonna say, I've I've heard of, like, I've heard of people being mad at, like, every commentator, but, like, I've heard nothing bad about Mara and Aloe. Like, outside of JBL being a douche, I've heard nothing bad about Mara Ronaldo. Speaking of, the last time I saw Meltzer go so hard on someone, like, on Twitter, was when JBL uh, was pulling shit with Mara Ronaldo. I mean, it's fine if it's, like, like us talking about it right now. If we were like, Mara did talk a little bit too much, I mean, he should have let Beth. If we had said that exact tweet, that's your fucking co-worker, dude. That is the person... You guys are all trying to do the same fucking thing. Yeah. Try to support. I believe, I believe we fully established that, uh, we fully established that Corey Graves has Seth Rollins levels of insecurity, but with JBL's level of dickhead stubbornness. He's the worst mm. of both worlds. Yeah. Well, specifically because he's calling Morrow out for, um, talking too much. One, he's the play by play guy. <laughs> he's supposed to talk the most. He's also dummy. He's also smarter than you. I don't know if you know this, Corey, but it might be the lack of concussions, but he's way smarter than you. Also, Corey, like, I will take all of his pop culture references over everything you say. Listen, literally. Listen, the best part about Corey Graves is Carmella. Yeah. Also, I didn't realize that this had happened when Survivor Series happened. And so when Cole came in for the NXT title match and was like, oh, yes, Mauro Ranallo actually suffered a broken voice, I guess, from how much he was screaming and talking last night. I'm like, okay, you don't double down at this point. Just be like, Mauro can't be here tonight. Don't be like, he screamed too much, and now he can't fucking talk about anything. Uh, um... Frank Shamrock got into it, too, which oh, I yeah, thought was great. Because Frank, Frank's... Frank's... Mauro's... Frank's boy too, like yeah, like wow. he's his manager. Like JB, JBL, uh, no, uh, Jr. came out and called Mara one of the best. Like, mm-hmm. like it has to be real cold in the empty field where Corey Graves is standing. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. But he doubles yeah, down. I anyway, want- anyway, let's let's talk about something relevant uh, instead of Corey Graves. Yeah, that seems. 
That seems like a better use for what? What else? What else we have here? That. We got rid of the bad. Let's talk about some good. So uh, I guess it's time for AEW. Yeah. No, 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 no. So War Games happened, and despite War the fact games. that I did, despite the fact that I did terrible on that. Okay, no. Here, here's the other thing. I'm sorry. I, I I'm the king of rants. That should be my new. That should be my new T-shirt. Yeah. Lord of the Smart Side, King of Rants. Oh. Uh, so so the other thing I had was. I understand that the women's war game match was probably like ama- it, it was amazing. I saw spots from it. It was it was fucking great. It was really good. On paper, you cannot to me justify the finish of that match. Yeah. You can't. You can't justify one of the people on the other team literally tried to break the knee of a of a competitor, got forced out, and then somehow the women's champion, the UK women's champion, arguably the best women's wrestler on the planet, and a genetic freak of an athlete, lost to Candice LeRae and one Australian woman. There's <laughs> no way. There's no way. That shouldn't have happened. The- it should have been that Rhea beat all of them, and then Candice got choked out yeah. after Rhea ate, like, three finishers. That way, Rhea was strong, but like you know, heels fight away because you're outnumbered two to one. If if Blake had to fight both of us, he's not gonna win. <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. That's true. I've only proven that I can take one of you down in a fight. Yeah, it's yeah, it, yeah. No, it's not even that. It's like no, no. Yeah, you're right. Two to four. That's 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 even that's odds. Yeah. Holy yeah, shit! That, that's, uh, when, when somebody when somebody when somebody like like put that spot, I was like, oh, thank God. Like I was really worried that I was gonna get that heel turn wrong. I was expecting it to happen during like the match itself or something. And then it was like, yeah, Rio won, and I was just like, what? <laughs> but how though? How though? But why? How, though? What? what? But why? It's the same reason why I had an issue with. Um, with the guy, with the the men's war game thing, because it's like, so you're gonna have Adam Cole walk into Survivor Series having just got his ass kicked, not just kicked, like almost like destroyed, legitimately. He done, he done tweeted, tweeted. Okay, so Adam's dead. I win by default, right? Yeah, like that's, that's <laughs> that much move, we thought Adam Cole died. And that move, it was cringier. I cringed more at that move than anything in the Moxley Omega match because Cole fell. However tall that cell is to the map through a table on his neck. And I know that like there was a little bit of extra angle on it and shit, but it was still it was also his shoulders. He rolled it. He was able to roll it. That's the nice thing about the air raid crash. Yeah, but still it looked horrifying to see. Um Oh yeah. Also about that match, I like I mean, I love the fact that yay, KO is here. But did and I guess it did fuel, like, the eventual heel turn of Rollins and whatever. So that was a good idea. Mm-hmm. But also, like, where's John Morrison? They signed him, like, 50 years ago, and he's just not doing anything. Yeah. Uh, Johnny. Here, here, let me, let me ask you a, a few more questions. Just, just while I've, while I've got you here. Uh, what happened to EC3? What happened to Dana Perrazzo? <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Who else did they call up that they're not doing anything with? I don't know. Hat, um, shit. Who's on 205 Live that just stopped being a thing? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you start asking that question, then you're going to start pulling a thread that just doesn't end well. Yeah, but you at least saw him. <laughs> you were at least like, oh, yeah, they are here. And then they disappeared. This is like, a, yeah, we signed him. 
but he's going in our play box and no one else is going to get to see him for the rest of his contract. We will not be using John Morrison. Yeah, that's that's WWE's entire thing now. It, it's a it's a we have them so you don't. We're not going to do anything with you. We're just we're just holding you so that you lose value. That's also 100% uh, their game plan now. And like I honestly hate them for it. Also tweet of the weekend goes to someone who took the picture where it's got Rhea and Candace running up the ramp, like, fuck yeah, we did it. And they're at the top, and <laughs> Candace is, like, leaned up against Rhea, and Rhea's holding up the handcuffs, and someone just said, it's cuffing season, y'all. And I was like, I'll, I love Johnny Gargano to death, but I now ship this. I now ship the cute cupcake girl and the violent Australian. My favorite, my I think my favorite one was... uh Afterwards, there was the picture of Rhea back when she first did the the May Young uh, the May Young Classic, and then her that night. And it 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 was she went from yes sir I'll have her back by ten to your daughter calls me daddy too. Yeah. Holy shit! Whoa. Like someone posted that, and I was like, oh, that must have been when she first started, like ten years ago. No, that was nope. two last, years last. ago. Yeah, that was two years ago. Yeah, she found she found punk she found a uh, metal, and uh, she's been doing pretty well ever since. Mm-hmm. What happens when you walk in and out of Corey Graves' aura? No. <laughs> you just walk uh, out like that. Uh, Jimmy mm. Havocs, maybe. Yeah, so uh, I do have some bad news. There's not much news here to talk about, but I do want to say we are no longer the best three-man team in podcasting because the New Day are about to start a podcast. And, uh, and all they say about it is like, it's just them talking about stuff. And that's it. That's wonderful. Did you not see their table for three? I've listened to that shit on repeat for ten hours. Like, <laughs> yeah. can, they, can they live stream just their whole day to me? I believe that uh, so, that so actually gave us Put the Put that term. shit in my veins right now. Come on, bring it. I, I believe that is also the table of th- for three that gave a definition to what I am, and that is a baby mouth, which is somebody who does not eat anything other than meat, cheese, and bread because I got a baby mouth. Yeah, uh, specifically yeah. chicken tenders. Chicken <laughs> tenders. Get them tendies, baby. Yeah, we got to get that Tyson's chicken endorsement. Um, so- no, I, I got. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't. I had an exam, so I didn't get to watch AEW Dark. I didn't uh, watch. I, I like you. Like that's that's what takes up most of the show, and I I dropped the ball on it. I guys. dropped the ball real hard on that. No, I wanted to so bad because like. Kenny versus freaking Jack Evans for the AAA. I like that they're using the AAA title. Like they showed it yesterday on being the elite. Where yeah. because I was like, you can defend this. This will help. Like, and it's giving Kenny like a way to continue momentum. Right. But uh, no, AEW Dark is like the highlight of my week because I can't get Dynamite because like I'm never getting TNT ever. I will say I- this was probably my favorite episode of Dynamite in a very very long time. And I know oh, the they- bit the, the fucking Jericho bit where he's like I'm and then he heads out to the sorry <laughs> and you <laughs> just and fucking Hager who has been a stone-faced ever since emerging on the first episode finally corpses because he just keeps laughing as that microphone goes in front of his face and he has to go sorry sorry <laughs> So, so that along with uh, Chris Jericho Daffy ducking himself. Yes, but uh, uh, we'll talk. Which I had to explain that term to you. You were like, "What?" And I was like, "He Daffy ducked himself." Yeah, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that one later in Baby Faces of the Week. But uh, so everything about that episode, everything mm-hmm. is is going is going really 
really well. Like every every episode of of Dynamite of Dark, like every like it continues to get the sense from the wrestling community of like, oh, this is, oh, this is what we wanted. Okay, I didn't oh. even know anymore. Oh, yeah. I, and then there's stuff like, I mean, I'm really hyped to see. I do like that the Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal was essentially just the same Battle Royal we got at fucking Double or Nothing, but again. Because then it, it, at the end, who'd it come down to? Same last time. MJF and fucking um, and I gotta Hangman. Be on- I, gotta, I gotta be honest with you. I was most disappointed by that because it means there's not going to be like a new challenger. Oh, what do you mean? Like the well, the winner does not get to challenge anything. The winner no. just gets a good fancy ring, and I'm like, oh, then MJF gets it, and then can hold it over everybody's head that he has. This oh, I'm big- sorry, I misunderstood. I thought that was like a a gift of the gods championship. No, no, no. It's just a fucking ring. It's a ring DDP found one day while doing some yoga in a field, and was like, Cody, could you use this? Yeah, he could. Okay, so yeah, no, MJF is winning that freaking what's his, what's his name Waldorf. Uh, no, I think that's one of the Muppets that's up in the fucking, the fancy yeah, seats. That was, that was the joke, asshole. Okay. He's gonna have his these manager. Are, these are the jokes, Scott Him, I need you to keep up. He's gonna have his manager, Statler, at ringside. Yes. <laughs> also, uh, damn, dude, Waldo? Nick, Nick Jackson it, can go. Oh, good. Scotty, Scotty lagged out, so we can just say whatever we want now. Oh, I was wondering what was going on. Alright, so what else happened? I've been out of the wrestling, I've been out of the game this week. Uh, the World Tag League is still going on. Uh, it's like, by the way, it's a massive field. It's like 16 teams. They didn't even split it into two things. They're just like, everyone's going to wrestle everyone. So it's going to, the maximum number of points is like 20 something. It's absurd. <laughs> Finjuice is winning. For some reason, they're having Ishii and Yoshihashi as like a viable oh. tag team. Like anybody gives a shit about Yoshihashi, like ever. <laughs> I think he the is, next one. That's yeah. So that's that's mm-hmm. effing terrible. <laughs> and then Kokabana and Yano Yano Toru are, are are teaming, and that's the that's the feel good team. Yes, yeah, Scott, yeah. you're still muted. I can't even hear you. Yeah, um, I know. Like, it's like when I, it's like when I it's like when I tune you out when you actually talk, except like techno technologically. No, you're you're muted in Hangouts, bud. Yeah, I like that. I disappeared. And within less than a minute, Dylan's like, oh, Scotty's gone? World Tag League, let's fucking do this. Let's go. Fuck him wanting to talk about Nick Jackson's great match with Phoenix. Fuck him. We're going to go World Tag League and talk about Toro Yano and Colt fucking Cabana. <laughs> it's so good, though. It is. Did you not see the greatest pin combination ever? <laughs> yeah. Which, which was low blow into schoolboy into Cole Cabana doing the Superman pin? Are you kidding me? That's fucking, that's fucking legendary. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to go back to AEW to see it because I remember loving it and trying. Oh, that's right. Darby and John was a thing. Also, I mean, yeah. Can we give and- some quick, quick props to our boy Sexy Chucky e. T? For fucking eliminating Pentagon Jr. from that match! <laughs> I forgot that happened. Yeah, it was the very beginning of the match, and he fucking whips him over. Also, did he, did he, did, I, did he strut afterwards or at least do, like, the, the guns? I think he did, but my favorite part of it was a picture came out of that with uh, Chuck as um, Jimmy Havoc is stapling his dick, and Chuck goes, my time in AEW is going pretty good. What about you guys? 
That sounds like something you'd do. Yeah. Also, I love how in kayfabe, they've started finding Jimmy Havoc for the staple gun. They're like, hey, fucking dude, you can't. Stop. That is, uh, <laughs> I think my, I think my favorite thing on top of that was the match with, uh, with Pac, where, where Pac, or, uh, yeah, where Pac was like, dude, no, we're not doing that. And he just staple gun, <laughs> gets staple gunned and then he just hits Pac. Like it's, he's obsessed with that. It's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm so, mm-hmm. I'm so incredibly happy. Also, the only thing I, the only uh, thing that's, that's greater than that is, uh, is Michael Nakazawa. I really. Michael Zakazawa needs to get be on my on my TV screen weekly, either on Dynamite or on Dark. I I need yeah. Also, the bit, where, the, the bit in being a leafy where he's like, I went up against John Moxley and I sucked my own dick on television. <laughs> <laughs> it's a paradigm shift and folded him in half. And he's, That's so the best. Good. He's like he's like I don't want you to suck your own dick on television. <laughs> also, uh, uh, we I will say. AEW as a whole is very good at being like, it's not a war, but it is kind of a war because we are going directly up against NXT. I like that Chris Jericho has that out the fucking window. Jericho's like, no, do you want to start a war? Let's do it. (laughs) Because someone interviewed him and asked him about like, how did you react to CM Punk coming back on WWE backstage? And he goes, yeah, what he didn't want to like, front of what 500,000 people when he could have done in front of 5 million and really pop to the world and people would really start to care about him again and what it's been three weeks and people don't really care anymore much do they and I'm like (laughs) damn and the whole interview he just keeps going off on like he did this the worst way possible (laughs) and I'm like Jericho calm down I know you guys didn't get him but he's back come on so here's here's the thing. The counter argument, the, the devil's advocate to that is, um, he did it the best way possible for, for him, which was as an employee of Fox that can just talk shit about WWE without repercussion. Yeah. What are they going to do? And I know WWE, like there was the rumor that they're like, we want him on the on the uh, freaking like the Stone Cold, like uh, the not podcast, but podcast, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. We we want him on on that, and I was like, good luck. I am mad though because Hunter's apparently going to be on WWE backstage this week, and Punk is missing this week, and I'm like, no, I need to see those two just stare at each other and have to I, make. I believe, oh, listen, God. I believe oh. those two things are related. I'm not going. <laughs> Say a hundred percent that they still hate each other. Wouldn't you love during one of their like money on it? Listen, they're not going to Denny's together. Yeah, I can say that with absolute certainty. Wouldn't um, you love if during like one of their goofy promo segments, it's just Triple H and Punk having to make jokes next to one another while the whole time just side eyeing each other? Like so, so, so so, I I would like to see Triple H shit talk uh, WWE for a bit. So how'd your DVD do? Oh, it went straight. Or, or how'd your how'd your movie do? Oh, it went straight to DVD, just like yours. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's oh. still one of my favorite promo lines. No, no, like with not even a beat. Like it's oh god, I miss I miss punk so much. It, yeah. Um, by the way, did uh, did y'all hear that uh, Seth got uh, <laughs> Seth? Someone got mad at Seth because he did. Oh, Vince got mad at Seth because he chants. Yep, he acknowledged it. How dare he try to stop this chant that's been haunting them for five years? Yeah. Although Scotty, you did say that it looks like Chicago has found another chant. 
Oh, yeah, Chicago, and I will talk about that when we get into heels and baby faces. Before that, I'd like to tell you about patreon.com slash a load of BS, the website where you can go support the fight boys, support a load of BS, become a BS moon marine, and for just $5 a month, you get access to our Discord, shout it out on the show of your choice every single week like that absolute son of a bitch, Gazi, and most importantly, you get access to exclusive show that's right, multiple shows. When 2020 rolls around, a load of BS, they're gonna have, those two assholes, they're gonna have you paid for this. But the Fight Boys is gonna have their own exclusive show. Opposite Attraction's gonna have its own exclusive show. Me again, everything you can want, you can find it at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Have we named that yet? I be- hold on, I came up with a name for it, and I think it was just called Vintage, because it's going to be us, like, talking about cool Gosh, old yeah, shit. Like, I like I liked Archive Appraisal, but alright. Oh, okay. <laughs> Archive Appraisal's good, though. It is very good. Because then we can do AA, and then it's like a John Cena reference, too. Like, I don't... Okay, we'll Ooh. do Archive Appraisal, then. Can we, can we make it Archive Adjustment? <laughs> no, we cannot. We cannot. So, uh, I feel like this week we should tweet at Kevin Owens because I don't think we've tweeted at Kevin Owens, um, and we should and we should uh, tell him that he'll he'll all he'll always be uh, Mr. NXT in our hearts. But we're really looking forward to the Kevin Owens show. Yeah, because yeah, I am. Yeah, that was a sweet promo where he called Seth, Seth a uh, a miserable whiny little prick. I was yeah. like, oh man, did you did you? cop that off a reddit comment because that feels right out of no my favorite was later when they actually came face to face he was like i might be mr nxt but what's up mr crossfit <laughs> he just got called yeah, that mr. was in the same pro- i was like going mm, yeah make him say oh gotta make him say oh hashtag owens watch all right Get seth make him say oh hey, guess, hey seth can you make him say oh Oh, too bad. Seth can't make it. Also, my favorite part of last week was at one point Dylan goes, "If your wife doesn't get that shirt for you for Christmas, I believe it's grounds for a divorce." And I'm like, "She has no idea what it is." And he just goes, "Teach her. Make her say. <laughs> make her say." Oh. <laughs> my, fa- my, my other favorite comment from last week was Cody filed for a couple more uh, WCW trademarks, <laughs> and I was like. Uh, Cody make the patent office say, <laughs> I would just like to say, I've, I've had a realization here that, Scotty, your best relationship is with the woman that you've told the least about wrestling. I, <laughs> yeah. But, but who is the most supportive of his love of wrestling? I tried to get <laughs> her to come tr- over and watch Full Gear with us, and the whole time she was on her phone, and I was like, no, no, Hangman's in the ring. You gotta see Hangman. <laughs> Bless, bless her cotton socks. Bless her cotton socks. She's really trying. So Absolutely let's UM. get into heels and faces. And let's start with, do we want to do heels or baby faces first? I mean, which one's the longer rant? Wait, hold uh, on. Is, is there a rant about, fuck, this dude was so good this week? Yes. <laughs> okay, we'll start with baby faces then. I do want to hear what well, y'all's Wonderful. You, you want me to go first? Yes. Let me tell you a little story about Randall Keith Orton. <laughs> and he has had an amazing goddamn week. Yep. All right. Which is great because I think he was my heel last week. He is. Yeah. Oh, dude. This proves the duality of 
of of Orton is one of the greatest like like uh, phenomenons in the last decade. Randy Orton is the only person I know of who like can can pull a big show, but it, with how the crowd sees him. Yeah, it is yeah. phenomenal. Because last week, who gave a shit? The fucking the Survivor Series happened last night. He had a great showing. Yesterday, yesterday, jack off motion to Seth Rollins, legendary. Yes. Goes out, cuts a promo against AJ. AJ has that in- interaction, wonderful. Has that great strike? Did you see that? Like the strike back and forth between him and McIntyre. No, what? Uh-huh. Mac- McIntyre like like Walter Knife Edge chops him. Oh, and he yeah. takes a step back, and he's like, whoo. And, he, and at one point, freaking, freaking Drew's like, show me what kind of man you are. I poke. <laughs> and, he just, and he just looks at the, he looks at the ref rubbing his chest like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, hold on. Secondary baby face of the week goes to that chop. Because that chop made every chop Walter has done in the past six months look like a bitch. Because I heard that. I wasn't even watching Raw. And I heard it in Alabama. It was so loud. <laughs> Is Drew McIntyre. Ch- Drew McIntyre has been my dark horse for forever. Like, there's a reason mm-hmm. I picked him to win Money in the Bank. Like, I pick him to win everything because I was like, just do, just do it. He's right there. And I loved his, by the way, thing too. He's like, he's never had a title opportunity. He's uh, ruggedly good looking. He's got a sexy accent mm-hmm. as he's walking to the ring. I was just like. I was like, oh, man, you're turning babyface. He's like, this crowd doesn't deserve this, but I want this match. I was like, oh, man, please. Can you just can you just please win something? Yeah. Can you beat Nakamura? Can you can you beat Brock Lesnar? Can I get that match? I don't, I don't even need him to win. Can I just get Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar? Brock's not nobody fight until Rumble. Come on. Yeah. Where's that, where that Drew Brock match? I wouldn't we're not, we're not, They're out of matches. They're out of big guys. Bobby's not going to freaking do it because he's getting his ass kicked by Rusev with his hands tied behind his back, which is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and, like, like, there's nobody else. Braun Strowman's got jabbed out too many times. Seth is feuding with Kevin. Like, there's there's nobody else. Good old-fashioned Drew match. I, t- I want to see Brock Lesnar take a Claymore kick. That's the real thing. Yeah. I just want to see Brock Lesnar take a Claymore kick. Do we have any early predictions on who we think is going to take the belt from Brock? Because um, uh, it's, it's a, it's a toss-up between Roman and Seth. Um, I want to yeah. s- – actually, you know what? I think KO, of all people, because, I mean, Seth is a heel. Roman's on the other show. So Kevin is going to be your best babyface opportunity. I wouldn't be surprised. Kevin wins Rumble, goes on, faces Brock at Mania, and then gets a Kofi moment with it. Kevin would be a great guy to beat Brock, too, because of, um, you know, the last time he held that title, he was beat by Goldberg. Yeah, basically so Goldberg could drop it to Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Correct, correct. As you do. Sorry, it was the universal title, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The bl- blue universal title? The blue. Oh, God. The title that blew itself. <laughs> yes. Did uh, we talk about that last week? No. Yeah, well, yeah we did uh, a little yeah. bit, but. Yeah. So we but, got into it. Did you at least throw in the comment I had about if you're going to make it look that color, at least give it to Liv Morgan? Yes, I did, actually. Yeah. I did say Wonderful. that. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right, Blakey T, I'm what is her. your baby face of the week? My baby face is Dominic, man. Fuck He's yeah. just like. He's so good. He's so good. He was He's so, so amazing. Good. He's, He's going to be great in like five years. Yeah. Like that dude's the next Seth Rollins. 
My favorite like, skill wise, not personality. I, I don't. He doesn't look like that big a bitch. Yeah, but, and like, it, we already talked about it, but like him coming out and doing that insane sequence with his dad. Just at a huge show, it, it just felt really good watching yeah. that. And he looked so jazzed to be doing it. Yeah, I know. Why do you think I hate WWE for ruining it? Yeah. Exactly, and then they ruined it. My favorite is still the fact that Ray talks about Dominic like he's an eight-year-old boy, and then Dominic <laughs> comes out and puts his dad on his shoulders and walks around the ring with him like that. What fucking Hagrid? <laughs> Dominic is the Hagrid to Rey Mysterio's Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, but Dominic was great. Like, the whole promo Ray cut where he was like, I'm doing this for my son. Because when he was younger, I would tell him to look away. But now, Dominic, I want you to watch. And a little part of me was like, Dominic's about to kick Rey Mysterio in the balls. And he's going to get rolled up and just be like, quit calling me an eight-year-old dad. I'm a fucking full-grown man. I can hit a pitch-perfect 619. Stop this. I can't wait until Dominic's the one that retires his father. Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Because, like, apparently Mysterio's contract, like, isn't for as long as we thought. Mm. And after they just, like, no offense, fucked him on the WWE Championship. You know, you're going to be looking at, like, you know that gig in New Japan wasn't bad. Yeah. I'd really like to wrestle Osprey. I could probably do some exhibition stuff in AEW. Yeah, I could probably go to AEW. You know, I haven't faced Jericho in forever. I thought I could go to GCW, take on old Mance Warner for a few. It'd be great. Hey, Chris, what you up to? Chris, how did you get that promo package made for Wrestle Kingdom so fast? I need one for reasons. Also, uh, Dominic, of course, pulling out that frog splash in honor of his real daddy. (laughs) Eddie Carrero. Yeah. Well, my baby face of the week is a man who went from a fun mid-carter to a future AEW fucking world champion this week, and it is Scorpio fucking Sky. Because... <laughs> In-cart title. Yeah, because Scorpio mm-hmm. came out to the ring, and, like, I always kind of group... I I mean, obviously, I, I group SCU together, and I'm like, oh, they do their silly little kind of all trying to be Road Dog and Billy Gunn bit, but it doesn't work as well. Um, which I know for a fact, cause at the AEW show I was at, they tried to do it and there were booze. They were like, fucking stop. But Scorpio coming they out. They did. That's why they're different from Road Dog and Billy Gunn. They listened. Yeah. yeah they stopped. But, uh, Scorpio is, came out and held his own against Chris Jericho in what was probably, I mean, they're, they, Jericho is having great promo segments cause Jericho does not give a fuck. And Scorpio knew like the exact moment to turn it up because, he came out and then cut the promo about what was his fucking high school crush. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a that was a great one. My favorite part about that wasn't okay. So like that was really good, but I I loved the, the bit where C and Ka- and Kaz backed him up and like CD came. I was like, listen, for this we're gonna need like at least two months. Like and like they were they were like manipulating it. Yeah, and Jericho. I love CD so much. Like, I just, I need more of, like, CD's personality because, like, Bad Influence was so good. 
And then, like, as the addiction, they didn't really get to do as much because, you know, Ring of Honor. Yeah. And, like, now I'm just like, come on, Scorpio can be his own man. Just bring bring bad bring bad, uh, bad influence back, please. Mm-hmm. But, like, come through on. the whole thing, he's just oozing charisma all over Jericho. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, I mean, he's Do not going to win next doing, week. But we're not one doing phrasing thing. anymore? We're not phrasing? Doing phrasing? Oh. <laughs> all right. Can we? I mean, this is fight, boys. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Did you guys see uh, someone who posted a throwback to right after Jericho won the AEW title? And he was just calling out all the guys in the back, and he specifically called out Scorpio Sky. You're never going to get this. Oh, that's going to get a shot. That's very good. And then, like, the moment Scorpio turned on the fire and grabbed the hand, which is one of my favorite before AEW often, not often used moves, is the handshake pull in super close and then him just be like i'm gonna make lay champion into lay bitch and then on fucking being the elite <laughs> they recopy that fucking meme with kaz running in front of the screen like oh <laughs> it was just a great moment of me being like oh wait scorpio sky is fucking one day i'm gonna have to be like oh the AEW champion is harold from the fucking team hell no skits from back in the day but it's worth it it's so worth it but that—that so that is my baby face of the week. So now I guess we gotta we gotta get into heels. Blake, you start. Blake, how about this? Blake, me, okay. Dylan. Because I feel like once Dylan starts, I can just sit down and not worry yeah. about this. All right. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm the most reliable part of this show. Yes. My is the most reliable part <laughs> of this. Show. That's what I mean. Lord of the Smart Side, right there. That's that's what we keep you around for. I, still, I actually, I actually really do want to add the 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 Lord Lord of the Rants underneath, yeah. I'm like like King of the Rants. We're going, I'm going multiple titles here. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So mine, it, it's I'm going to keep it a little simple because my heel is whoever the fuck booked the end of that women's match at sort of ever series, and just whoever booked the whole fucking match. Yeah, because. What agent do we need to fire? It was Who so bad, Vince was mad about it. Vince was pissed yeah. off. Because it's like, you got him, you come in, Bailey's the obvious choice. And you can, even though she's the obvious choice, you can make a great story with her fucking winning. No. Bailey looks like a bitch. Yeah. Immediately. So, 100%. here's the thing. Um, so, from a match standpoint, from what I understand and the bits that I've seen, uh, and I think somebody else, I, I read a comment about the problem was they came out and like Bailey, they had, they had Bailey and Becky do Shayna's match, which is a slow match, like that builds at points, and then like eventually there's like a sequence, and then Carefu uh, to clutch. That's not a triple threat main event. You need like some speed. You need like a you need you need like back when there was the triple threat between DX and and John Cena. You need like a like a super kick out of nowhere. You need like Bailey to grab Becky and like Bailey to belly and like her out of the ring and then it's just Bailey versus Shayna. You need something. Like, yeah. Yeah. And no. Nothing. And Becky they- takes the lamest table bump ever and is just mm-hmm. out gone. And of course, uh the end of the match where they somehow succeeded in making one of the most over wrestlers over the last year hated. 
like, oh, oh yeah, by having her fight afterwards, yeah. yeah, yeah, just made her made it be utterly like just that whole decision, and it's like you could have completely destroyed the aura of Becky Lynch. She's gonna bounce back though because she's fantastic, but the fact that your bad decision making could undo a year's worth of build and a year's worth of dominance and a year's worth of hard-ass character work. Come on, dude. You do need to be fired, whoever booked that match. Well, I mean, if if Shayna didn't win, NXT just wouldn't look dominant at that pay-per-view where they were literally already going to win no matter what. (laughs) Did you see Becky's tweet tweet about, like, I'm the longest reigning Raw women's champion as of today. I love being in the tag division. (laughs) That's great. Uh, My favorite thing to come out of that match is someone posted a picture of Bailey's entrance and a side view of her. Because she had, like, a really tight jacket on and then put the vine of the prisoner. (laughs) The man allegedly used the phrase, girl, you look thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. Uh, <laughs> then posted Bailey. Uh, but my well, here's the lie. <laughs> but my heel of the week is my baby face of the week at the beginning of Raw was Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins finally decided to use all the shit that's happened and used it to fuel a really good heel turn of him literally taking from reality, taking from that Raw Raw speech. And doing that to the roster, pissing them off, and sending them to leave. That was amazing, and I'm like, fuck yes, this is a great meltdown, it's a great spurn for a heel turn, and he's got the perfect uh, a- a person to fight against in Kevin Owens. Then the main event happened, and I looked at Blake, and we were supposed to record, and I'm like, I gotta see this, because it's still, Seth is an asshole, but it's still Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. And it's Chicago, so they're gonna pull out, like, all the stops. And part, there was, as all wrestling fans have, that little bit that's like, maybe CM Punk does come out, so let's see. Well, the match was alright, and then Authors of Pain attack for some reason. Authors of Pain come out, beat the shit out of uh, Owens, and earlier in the night during the promo, Seth looked at them and were like, where were you guys last night? Why aren't you guys? Why did, you know what? You guys should leave. Fuck you guys. So then obviously it's like, oh, Seth told them to do that to impress him. And that's what they're doing it for. No, instead, Seth baby faces up. And it's like, come on, fight me. And then they just leave. And then Seth just curb stomps Kev a few times. And that's it. That's the end of the match. Fuck it. So, yeah. It was a rough one for me. I went from this is amazing to well, they fucked it up already. Because it's got- no, no, no. You have AOP security. Well, yeah, yeah well, it's no. like J and J security if they took the Super Soldier Serum. Yeah, well, no, 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 not even that because I don't think that's what it's going to lead to. I think it's going to lead to Kevin and Seth versus AOP at um, TLC. Then that's when Seth turns, and then you have that's heel Seth. After a dude gets beat down and you curb stomp him twice, guess what? You're healed. There's no real teaming up with you at that point. Yeah. At that point, Owens is going to stun you off a ladder into some tables and then push the ladder off onto AOP and then flip the building off and leave. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so. Um, it's, I should is, I sit? Should I get ready for this one as we get into your heel? Uh, no, because Blake's not here, so I need the feedback. Okay. Uh, also. Also, this retires them. I think, like, I'm pretty sure this is, like, the, yeah, I think this is the third week. Um, to take them out? Yeah. 
Yeah, all right. So uh, Ring of Honor has officially entered the Heel of the Week Hall of Fame. Uh, uh, it, this all resets at the beginning of next year, but, like, we're actually going to have a – I think we should actually have, like, a running list. Um, like, when we get to the third time, and like, it'll, it'll keep things fresh. But Ring of Honor continues to be a piece of shit, uh, and it's really impressive. There are two people that are company men, though. TK Orion, yeah. clearly a company man, made tweets. Jeff Cobb liked those tweets and all the other ones. So Jeff Cobb, for some reason. Okay. Fully on board the Ring of Honor train. But no, it's just... Like, every time that, that Joey Mercury comes on Twitter and just starts saying some stuff, you're just like, oh... Oh, it's it's worth. And then Kelly Kelly Klein came out this week, and then like she was like, well, "I got fired." But also, I think who is it? Is it is it USA Today or Sports Illustrated? I think it's USA Today is running an article on Kelly Klein and her mistreatment and like lack of concussion protocol by Ring of Honor. That's the kind of publicity you want, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And like the the text came out of what she said, and it was it was like them being like, "Hey, it's fine. Just don't say all this on Twitter. Like, do, would you really do this? This seems like really bad press for us. If you've got a problem, come say it to us." And what's weird is that was validated by Triple H of all people, because H did an interview and was like. I don't see why all of the talent wants to go online and complain instead of just coming to us directly. That's what I would do. And I'm like, you're the fucking boss. That's what you're supposed to do. But you um, don't listen to all of us. Also, guess, you're, uh, you're fucking one of the vice presidents. I don't want to hear anything from you. Yeah. Uh, by the way, my computer crashed, so we're just going to be without my camera for now. Oh, that's um, cool. But uh, I was able to re- recover my audio, so hey, I came back right in as Dylan started the rant. Listen, blessing in disguise. We don't have to look at you. Uh, I would have preferred Scotty's camera broke, but you can't take what you can get. Anyway, you do still have to look at me, though. I know, but that's a, it's a beautiful photo. Thank you. Anyway, so that came out. Joey's text to I forget who the fuck it was, being like, "Yeah, you should have put. We should have like where the guy was like talking about how bad the numbers were for their shows." And Joey's was like, "Well, maybe you should put the belt on on Marty." Like I said six times, Marty was gonna leave. So and we knew Taven wouldn't leave, so we put the belt on Taven. I was like, "Marty's gonna leave because you didn't put the belt on him." Yeah, congratulations, you, you played yourself. Well done. Like just a a series of things where like that's how they're validating stuff, and they're like, I guess we're starting from ground zero on attendance. I was like, you are, oh my god, oh the full list as posted by Joey Mercury of fucked up they shit they've done. No concussion protocol. No medical medical staff. No security protocol. Fair market value pay. Lack of female empowerment. Gender pay discrimination. Um, JK and Gigi, which are the fucked up dudes, orders to HR covering up Gigi assault and behavioral misconduct by SBG. Employees including sexual misconduct and harassment. Don't punish talent. Talent are not to blame. Talent is what I have, what I am, and who I protect. Newsweek has enough material on management to rival war and peace. Jeez. That was Newsweek. That's who it was. Yeah. You know, my, my, second, my second favorite thing was when Kelly Klein was like, yeah, I was so poorly concussed that Joey Mercury, who had quit at this point, 
changed his flight yeah. to be able to make sure I got to my flight because he understood that I would have gone to South Africa because I didn't understand. Like, yeah, exactly. No one from Ring of Honor said anything to him. It was just like everything they say about Ring of Honor makes me like sad. Like I said, you ca- you can't kill a company. TNA is proof that you you cannot kill a company that wants to go on. Ring of Honor is committing open suicide. Like <laughs> it is, it's assisted, it's assisted suicide. But like they like they like put the noose around, and then Joey Mercury is just keeps trying to like punt the chair out. And by God, if he doesn't have it halfway out. I mean, jeez, it's so bad. Like every time something new comes out, I'm just kind of like. I'm enjoying watching the slow-mo car crash. I'm just like, what? what's gonna happen next? What's happening next for these crazy fucks? Like, and yeah. it's so sad, because the other day, and I sent you guys the picture, I went back and watched, like, the Kevin Steen El Generico match, and that's fantastic, or the uh, Punk Cabana retirement, not retirement match, but the Punk match before he left for WWE. It's all fucking great. And it was great until, like... Two years ago, maybe. And then it just started going worse and worse downhill. So this sounds terrible, but Mm -hmm. two years ago was when they started paying the Bucks a fuckload of money. (laughs) The year was 1969. The U.S. was in a race to the moon against the USSR. What they didn't expect, however was to find their real enemies not waiting in Russia, but instead, on the very moon they were aiming for. Fifty years later and our world is still at siege from enemies beyond our stars. And that's where the space marines come into play, and let me tell you something, I'm one of the best. The name's Dane Armstrong, the world's greatest space marine, and the man who's come to save your asses. Not really. Join the BS Network as they head straight into the stars for Deviant, an audio drama featuring action, adventure, space piracy, and karaoke? Hop aboard and fly with us into the stars every other Sunday on this Deviant. So, boys, we've talked about Survivor Series and and TakeOver War Games and Raw and all the shit that's happened this week. But I want to talk about another pay-per-view I saw this weekend. And it was JWF Los Trios Tango. Some amazing things happened. So why don't we find out about it by going to Captain Tibbs and Silver Spoon for another episode of JWF Monday Night War. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. I am your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by a man who walked into hell and survived. It is Captain Tears. That's right, Sil. Oh, my back. Yes, Tibbs. Unfo- I have seven views vertebrae. Yes, Tibbs, unfortunately, during your match last night after a one-man Trinity Bomb, I mean, you you took on the entire force of the Trinity Bomb on your own, sending the Leviathan into the mat, pinning him for that one, two, three. And Tibbs, I gotta say, I'm I'm real damn proud of you. 
Thank you, Sims. It was a... I honestly didn't know if I could do it or not. I, I was ready to shuffle off this mortal coil, if it would help. But I'm here, I'm back, and of course, I'm your captain. Uh, uh, That's uh, right, Tibbs. But in addition to that amazing match where you, your son Chuck, and our champion, Momoa Curry, took on Loft Lombeau, we also had a match known as the International Waters match where eight men, eight superstars went into that ring with one goal and one goal only to become the new number one contender to the JWF championship. And uh, Tibbs, it surprised all of us when, of all people, Rat Boy Connor was the one to climb to the top and grab that contract. Yeah, Sills, if there's anything that I learned from watching that match, it is that Anybody, no matter how low, no matter how rat-like, can do whatever they want as long as they have a healthy application of butter. That's right, Tibbs, but one person who definitely didn't seem happy after that match was Connor's tag team, the tag team partner, Victor. I mean, Victor was at the top of the ladder. He had the contract in hand. Then, then Connor just came from out of nowhere, tossing his partner down and grabbing the contract for himself. And, and Tibbs, I don't know how the Rat Sentient's going to survive this. I don't know, Sills, but I kind of hope they don't. That's right, Tibbs. But our our champion, the god of the JWF, Momoa Curry, he is in our ring right now. And I think he's got a response to what happened at Los Trios Tangos and a response to Rat Boy Con. Let's have a listen. The Leviathan is dead. Mojo Gruff is gone. And Honeypot is back to the faithful interviewer he once was. Our campaign to destroy La Flambeau was successful last night at Los Trios Tangos, but it was not without some casualties. Which is why I'd like to salute Captain Tibbs for his bravery and his power last night. Delivering a one-man trinity bomb to the Leviathan. The Trinity Bomb's power has been claimed to not be enough for one man to contain, but Tibbs managed to hold on just long enough to hit it and make the ultimate sacrifice for the world. And for that, I salute you, Tibbs, wherever you are. Uh, hey, he knows I'm not, not really dead, right? But, but now oh. we look towards the future. The bright future that Captain Tibbs wanted in the International Waters match, and it's, um, it's, it's, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but it's fucking Rat Boy, it's Rat Boy Connor, seriously. I just got done fighting demons and monsters and vicious individuals, and I get back to discover my next number one contender. It, it, it's against the, it's the fucking Rat Guy. Seriously? I mean, I've had easy title defenses before, but Jesus Christ, I don't... Oh, Tibbs! There it is, the music of Rat Boy Connor, and he is coming out to the ring, flanked at his side by Victor. I know we weren't sure how the Rat Sension was going to hold up, but they're both coming out to the ring, and Momoa Curry, he does not seem phased at all. Of course not, so... Hey, Momoa, I'm not... I'm not dead... I don't think he can hear you, Tibbs, but let's hear what Connor's oh, got to say. Oh, I'm sorry, Momoa, but you seem to be getting it all kinds of twisted. 
And I understand, you haven't seen me in that ring since January. You haven't seen the months of training and cardio I've been through. You haven't seen the rigorous workouts. You haven't seen the work that old rap boy's been putting in. You see, I'm a former JWF tag team champion, a man who has climbed his way to the top so many times and just gotten shoved back down. And I'm the man that's going to kick your ass and take that title away from you at Barcade. Ain't that right, Victor? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, no. Wait, <laughs> Hold on, no, no, Victor. Come on, you gotta, you gotta back me up here. I mean, the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up. Just shut up for a sec, okay? Yeah. Listen, that's just not true. I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. Momoa hasn't seen the months of training and working out you've done because it just hasn't happened, bud. You haven't done any of that. Every morning, I wake up and call and text and try my damnedest to get your lazy ass out of bed, but as always, I go back to the gym and work my ass off while you sleep until two in the damn afternoon. Then I go to the performance center, train with the coaches, and try to become the best damn wrestler in the world while you're out at the bar, or you're singing karaoke, and then you come out and do what you did last fucking night, eh? I did everything in that match. I did everything to make sure that the Red Sension were going to win that match, that we were going to come out on top that we were going to finally get the respect we deserve, and that we were going to finally have to get all this fucking color out of our mouths. I put people through ladders. I speared a motherfucking midair. I did everything to make sure we could win. Because that's what you wanted, right? You wanted us to win. Together. And in the very last minute, last minute, I was going in for the kill. You swooped in. You pushed me off the damn ladder. You sit and you crash into the ring, and you announced it was going to be the Red Sension facing Momoa Curry. It's just going to be Connor. It's always going to be Connor facing Momoa Curry. And believe me, you're going to regret that decision, because Momoa Curry is going to wipe the floor with jazz. He's going to make you realize that you need me, Connor. I'm the only real wrestler on this team. And you're the thickin' joke. Uh, uh, Tibbs? Hey, Tibbs. Can, um, can I fight, can I fight him instead? He, he seems a lot more ready to fight than this fuck, fuck boy right here. You got it, buddy. Well, uh, hold on, Tibbs, you can't just change a match like that. I mean, we gotta be honest. I mean, Rap Boy did climb the ladder. He grabbed the contract. You just can't give a contract away. Well, Silv, the way I see it is sometimes the man that climbs the ladder is not the man that wins the match. Well, Tim... You know what? When you look at it, that guy, Victor out there, he did all the work. He was right there, and damn it, really, Silv, of course I can. Do you know who owns the company and signs the damn checks? Don't second-guess me, damn it. I just got my mower to acknowledge my existence. Well, Tim's, how about this? Next week, why don't we have Victor prove it in a match as he takes on his partner, or former partner, possibly, Ratboy Connor? I ain't sure. That's fine. He's going to win anyway. All right, Tibbs. We'll announce for next week on JWF. Monday Night War, we are going to see Ratboy Connor versus Victor for that contract. That contract for a match at Barcade 
to face our champion, Momoa Curry, in what's going to be an absolutely amazing match. But speaking of amazing matches, Tibbs, I want to go back and talk about your match at Los Trios Tangos. I mean, you saved the world from the evils of La Flambeau, but I feel like the biggest shock in the entire match came when Honeypot, the vicious demon, was Trinity bombed to the earth, and then I almost forgot he existed. Our former interviewer, Honeypot, was there. Of course, Sills, he's always in there. Honeypot was our, he was gonna be, he was our gatekeeper, Sills. He was gonna be the one to take the overflow if the Leviathan ever threatened the world again. And of course, the Leviathan used that. He used Honeypot as a way to see his own dark machinations into the world. That's why I was so upset when Honeypot became this demon. When he, all of that energy that was supposed to be used for good to keep the Leviathan away was turned against us. That's right, Tibbs. But we've actually sent one of our current interviewers backstage with Honeypot to have a reaction to reaction to this two-year journey he's had, I mean, as a demon possessed by that beast. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, Don the Don McDonald here with the man who was exercised of his demons at Los Trios Tangos, my friend in interviewing Honeypot. Now, H, last night, the world was shocked when you, I mean, I guess the best way to say it is you returned to the JWF. I mean, the demon was exercised from your body, and you are back here backstage. And I gotta know, what was it like spending all of those years trapped in your own body? Hello, everybody. Honeypot, Smick, post-exorcism here. And um, thank you, Don. Thank you for all of your hard work over the years. Everything that you've done has been a, a real, just a real tribute. And I couldn't have done it better. Thank you for holding down the fort. Uh, when I think about my time uh, as the demon, it was just, just a horrifying experience, to say the least, Don. Uh, I spent years trapped inside that monster. Uh, a monster created from my own rage and inner demons. Uh, a monster that was infused with the dark energy of the Leviathan. Uh, you see, uh, well, a few years ago, I was in the exact same position that you were. I was consistently embarrassed, beaten down, and treated like nothing but a, a, a second-hand thought. And not a real backstage interviewer, but I suppose that's just the nature of the game, isn't it? Oh, but the demon. The demon wouldn't let me accept that. The demon that was created out of my own hate. The demon that was created by the Leviathan's own insipid desires quelled and began to grow inside me. And it used my own problems and it used my own dark desires to create the persona of Honeypot that you see, you saw before you. And that it was just utterly horrifying. I, I did things that I was completely, utterly ashamed of. Hurt people. Hurt people I cared about. I, I just had to sit back and watch but listen I'm back now I'm better than ever and I'll let you know that I am ready to return back as an interviewer anytime and I will let all of our fantastic wrestlers in the back know I will no longer be disrespectful to you I will no longer be mistreated because the demon that he teach me one thing that was a beautiful art of the pain I will unleash that pain upon you or anything else you decide to respect me and my fellow interviewers. I, 
I will send you back in the pits of hell and laugh at you as you desperately try to crawl back out. Your skin burning with each grab of the hot coals beneath you. So with that, I'll I'll say that I'm very excited to be back. I will see you guys next week for another interview. All right, thank you so much again, Don. That all right, ladies and gentlemen. That was um, Honeypot, who may not be fully exercised. Tibbs, we might have to look into that. Constructive rage. Well, Tibbs, it looks like Honeypot is back, and he is ready to get back to his life of interviewing, and he's going to have an interview next week, and I can't wait to see how Honeypot deals with it. That was really good, Sills. I'm really happy that he's back to his old self. It's just like back in the day before all that bad stuff took over. I mean, I, there was a bit of of demon stuff going on there. Oh, uh, no, no, he always did that. Oh, okay, so he just kind of has his own issues that he has to deal with. That's cool. But, Tibbs, speaking of things that are cool, I want to talk about our new JWF Tag Team Champions and the new JWF Captains Champions, the men in the VWO, who last night, I mean, the Hammer Man, he was in a three-on-one situation. It was him staring across the ring from three members of the dynasty, the three most destructive members, I gotta say, the dynasty, and he managed to run through all of them. You know, so I'm I gotta say, the hammer man, and I, I'm I know that this is probably gonna be a hot take for most of you out there, but the, the hammer man the hammer man is the best damn thing we got going on for us. I mean, Tibbs, I don't think... I can't look at anybody in this audience who's going to disagree with you on that. The Hammerman is one hell of a wrestler, and last night he proved it, taking out three men, three men in a row to secure the captain's championship for himself and his brothers, the tag team championships. It's absolutely amazing, Tibbs, but we do have to take a brief moment to acknowledge uh, a unfortunate injury that occurred during that match, which is, of course, Scott Moore, the fourth man in the dynasty, did suffer a torn meniscus. And for that reason, he is going to be out for at least the next year to come. I mean, recovering from an injury like this to the knee, especially for a big man like Scott, I know we may not be big fans of the dynasty here at commentary, but we got to wish Scott all the best in his future. Of course, sells it. It's hard to see Scott Moore has been a staple for a long time someone who's picked up the business so quickly someone who did everything it, i just hate to see him put out like that that's right tibbs but we have actually got the dynasty coming down to our ring right now we've not really heard much from them i mean i know i heard a little bit from blake tanner on commentary at the end of los trios tangos but we haven't heard a real reaction to what happened to them at the end of that match so let's go to the ring and have a listen so, last night, things things didn't exactly go our way. You know what? Fuck it. Things did not go our way. There's no exactly, no nothing. We lost, we failed, we fucked up, and we lost our titles. We lost a partner. I lost my fucking dad. And you know what? Part of me... Part of me wants to know who's fault it is. Part of me wants revenge, wants to grind that hammer man's head into the mat with my boot, but... At the end of the day, I know focusing on any of that will lead the dynasty down a dangerous road. So, in my opinion, I think... I mean, you, you wh- know, I, I think we all know whose fault it is. Uh, 
I'm sorry. Why are you looking at me when you say that? I wasn't the one running around, failing to tag in his partners, trying to go it all alone, hitting low blows like I was trying to get disqualified. Oh, yeah, yeah, because now, after like three decades, that's when Tibbs is going to start using that as a DQ. Yeah, sure thing. No, Blake, I think we know that you weren't exactly going 100% last night, were you? There wasn't a big comeback like we've seen in the past. No, no, no. You just kind of like delivered pure Blake Tanner. You half-assed it, and then you lost. I'm sorry, what the fuck did you just say to me? Oh, I heard you on commentary. I never half-assed it. I heard you on commentary talking about how losing the title was a blessing. Now you can go after Momoa Curry. You couldn't put us as a unit past your own ego, so you decided to fake putting in effort to further yourself. Like always, You as you have the last four times we've tried to get together, you just kind of use this as a stepping stool for yourself while pretending you give a shit. I, I'm sorry. Uh, what's this all about? Do you, do you want to talk about me putting myself in front of everybody when you were the one out there talking your entire ego? Blake! Not Blake, what? shut the fuck up! Because you know what? You're both right. Dylan, you're right. Blake was not working at 100% last night. I mean, come on, bud. You gotta admit, you are the ace up the sleeve of the dynasty. You are the bomb we throw in when all other options are lost. You're the best of us. But you weren't last night. But Blake, you're also right, because losing those titles was a blessing in disguise. It's a blessing in disguise because it's really letting me see where everyone's loyalties lie. And who believes in the same principles as the Dynasty? So, Blake, next week, I've got you a match against the Hammerman for the Captain's Championship, for your Captain's Championship. And next week, I need to see the same fiery Blake Tanner I've seen in the past. I need to see the ace of the Dynasty, and I need you to get your title back. Because if you don't, it won't be the BS versus the VWO at Barcade for the tag titles. No, it'll be Scotty Moore and the Dylan, and you're going to be taking the night off to try and remember exactly who the hell you are. What? So since I decide just for once to do something for myself... I have spoken! Because this group, Blake, in case you've forgotten, it was not formed for one of us to have one piece of gold. This group was formed for all of us to have all of the gold. And next week, that journey to the top begins again. And it begins with you, Blake. Don't you dare let me down. Well, Tibbs, it looks like we've got another match made for next week. As Blake Tanner takes on the Hammerman in a rematch for the Captain's Championship. And, and Tibbs, I gotta say, those two, when they get in a ring, they make magic. And this may be one of the best matches we have all year. You know, Sills, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. As much as a uh, shit stack he's been for a while, Blake Tanner is still an extremely talented personality. And every time he and the Hammerman have gone off, it's been a classic. That's right, Tibbs. But of course, I mean... 
I gotta say, I mean, I didn't think losing like that would actually bring this out in the Dynasty, but this is the most infighting we've really seen between them. I mean, we see Dylan arguing with Blake, Scotty accusing Blake of no longer being loyal to the Dynasty, of trying to do his own thing. I mean, I don't know what's going on with these boys. So, with this stable has got a lot of one thing. Two things, actually. I'll, I'll give him something. It's got a lot of talent, and it's got a lot of ego. A lot of ego going around, and sometimes that's just not tenable in a team situation. That's all right, Tibbs. I mean, we saw how it ha- how it reacted with the rat sentient. I mean, Victor and Connor are tearing each other apart. The dynasty are tearing each other apart. I mean, all of these teams tearing each other apart and in order to see what happens you're gonna have to tune into the next episode of jwf monday night war it's gonna have victor versus connor for the number one contendership blake tanner taking on the hammer man for the captain's championship and let's not forget if blake loses that match he is out of the bs's rematch at uh for the tag team championships at barcade and i mean i know blake tanner i know he loves being a singles wrestler but that tag team, that's that's what he's that's been his bread and butter ever since getting here, and I don't know how he's gonna react if he doesn't get in that match. You can take the tag championship off off the man, but you can't take the man out of the tag, so that's all I'm gonna say. That's right, Tibbs, and in order to see all that, you're gonna have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night War. So Blakey T, it has been an episode. What did you learn this week? I learned that the negativity is back in full force, and I guess it's just going to be after a big four pay-per-view, huh? Yeah, and I learned that Seth Rollins could only be babyface of the week for less than two hours before he immediately went back <laughs> to the dark side. So I also learned that the duality of Randy Orton <laughs> is something special. So Dylan can be found on Twitter at Dick and Story. Blake, where can they find you? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. Find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Instagram. You can find me at the Darkroom Video, the A-R-K-R-O-O-M-V-I-D-Y-A. For that shameless plug on my friends who do video game videos about video games. And you can find me on every single BS podcast. I'm Not really, but... I mean, if they go, they could probably find you on most of them. Like, you did an Opposite Attractions, you did a Fun Fiction, you're really kind of everywhere. The only thing is not me again. You have to hang out with me late at night to get on a me again. Uh, we already do that. But of course, you can find all those shows online at a load of purebs.com, including the brand new show, Deviant. We've got a trailer up on iTunes right now. Go to iTunes, subscribe so you can be notified when that first episode comes out. It is a space pirate audio drama of awesomeness. Blake is in it. Our buddy Josh is hopefully going to be in it. We've got a lot of cool names coming in to Deviant, the audio drama. You probably heard a trailer for it earlier in this episode. <laughs> so you can find all that at a load of purebs.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E. M.O. You can buy my books on Amazon and I don't know. There's get these awesome hats. We've got awesome new snapback hats at merch.alotofpurebs.com. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the Fight Boys one. It is super dope and I really love it. Yeah. Special thanks to Megaran, our friend, for our theme song, Fighters. 
check out all of Mega Ran's stuff if you haven't already. Of course, he's much bigger than us already, but you know, every little bit helps. I'm gonna kidnap you, and we're gonna drive to New Orleans to go to his show because he's not coming anywhere close to us. But if he's coming close to you on the Fam Tour, check it out. It's him, Alfred Banks, and Mickey Fax. And is it Alfred or Mickey that I saw a video of them fucking freestyling? And it was beautiful. It was some dangerous ass shit. It was gorgeous. So check that out. And remember to support the show if you can't do that on Patreon or by picking up some merch. You can always do it just by leaving us a review on iTunes, Podchaser, wherever you listen to the show. Leave us a review. Every single little bit you guys could do helps. And as always, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show Kevin Owens, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life!